Welcome to the Resilient Imprint Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy. Summer is in full swing, and for me, this season brings nostalgia. It is a time where I get to just enjoy the memories of me going to summer camp. I'd say for most kids, summer is pretty fun. You're out of school, potentially going out on vacation. At a very minimum, you get to enjoy time with family or friends that you otherwise wouldn't have had during the school year. At my last foster placement, I got to experience summer camps for the first time and it was awesome. It was definitely the best time of the year for me, especially because in my last placement, I did not have the privilege of doing much. I wasn't allowed to go out with kids and play. I wasn't even allowed to go in my front yard to read a book, okay? So to experience summer camp, it was the closest thing to freedom I was given and I loved it. The first camp that I got to experience is Royal Family Kids Camp. They're a camp that was created by a nonprofit organization for the children. I didn't know this at the time, of course, as a child, I'm telling you, now that I'm aware, they cater to foster children. Not sure if they also serve children who are experiencing adoption or kinship, but definitely their model is for foster children. And me being a kid, I didn't know all the ins and outs of it. I just knew that I was going up to the mountains for the first time and I was going to be met there with a bunch of people who were going to take care of me for a week. That was definitely daunting because the first time I went, I had just arrived at that last placement and a few weeks later I was packing up to go. So I was a little confused. I thought, hmm, am I going to another placement? What is going on? I was definitely full of anxiety. I'm sure just as most kids are when they are first leaving home or the place that they are calling home at the time being. And I could tell you as difficult as it was to go that first time, it was even harder to come back. It was, it was just so emotionally draining for me to come back home. And I'd say it's because of good experiences there. So Royal Family Kids Camp is a faith-based program. You do go up to, at least at the time that I went, I believe it was the um, Angeles Forest. So this is in the chapter that I went to is through California. And you got assigned a counselor, a couple of other campers, sharing the cabin with other counselors. It was pretty cool. It was log cabins. Your 
very basic campgrounds outside, right? You have a pool, beautiful forest around you, uh, crafting, and because they are a faith-based program, we also did chapel time, worship, things of that nature. So I don't know exactly how my foster parent knew about it, about this organization, but apparently most of the kids that cycled through her home, if they stood long enough, got to experience this camp. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that I got to experience it because it definitely was highlight in my life that I still get to look back on and enjoy. When I arrived at the camp, I was greeted by my counselor who had a sign, like I wanna say probably all of them had a sign, kind of like a welcome home sign, you know? And you get there, it was a gnarly drive up there and that's how I realized that I get car sick. I didn't know what that was. I just know, I just remembered being sick, like feeling like I'm gonna throw up. And then they're like, oh, you get car sick. How am I getting car sick? I'm in a bus. <laughs> uh, the, the naiveness of a child. But um, yeah, it was, it was a brutal ride for me as it still is today to drive up the mountains. But I was greeted there by counselors, super excited. And when I say counselors, these are not therapists. These are, this entire organization, this, why well, I should say the camp, is based off of volunteers. Um, the counselors have their own careers if they are working, but I don't mean counselor like, oh, that's my therapist. These are counselors, camp counselors that are welcoming you there and they get allotted a certain amount of children. They enjoy you for the week or they're at least your caregiver for the week. Mine was Tracy. She was super cool. Once we get there, they show us where our campground, uh, excuse me, our cabin is. You get settled and you kind of get a quick little tour of the campgrounds and then you begin on the schedule. They give them a schedule of when your cabin is allotted certain times for certain activities. So that way everybody gets to experience something. So for me to do new things, it was terrifying, completely terrifying because anything and everything that could go wrong, I would think of, and that would keep me from trying new things. Tracy was very good with me. She was understanding. She was compassionate. She was just a very loving human being. And I remember I had never been talked to the way she had talked to me. She was just so empathetic and she wouldn't force me or coerce me to try new things, but she definitely had a, a way of reassuring me like a parent, you know, like a mom that really wants to get their child to overcome an obstacle. And I think she really did a really good job with that. 
And I'm sure they were all trained to some capacity on how to speak to kids, how to be around kids, that whole, the whole stuff. But she was great. She was really good. And one of the main takeaways besides my relationship with Tracy is that camp is structured to give you a sense of family. You had a designated grandma, you had a designated grandpa, you had another individual designated as aunt and uncle, and you were scheduled to take pictures with these people throughout your week. So you have memories, you established a sense of family, a sense of belonging, and that really went a long way with me. You also got to receive mail. To me, that was new. I had never experienced receiving mail besides some correspondence that my mom would have with me in the early times of me being placed back into the system, but I never experienced anybody else writing me a note like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? Um, it There were also notes that were filled with positive messages. Um, some of them just to simply say like, hey, I saw you in chapel today just a note to, to acknowledge you as a human being. Others were also letters from other campers. Maybe they looked up to you or maybe you helped them and they wanted to say thank you. And I just recall constantly being esteemed genuinely though. It wasn't like, Oh, all cheesy. Like, Hey, good to see you today, kiddo. Oh my gosh. I can't stand that. <laughs> but they were not like that. They were really genuine, really great people. And the atmosphere, you could really feel the love. People were there because they wanted to be there. And they, by all accounts to me, it, it looked like they were enjoying what they were doing. I think for me, it is such a blessing to be able to reflect back on a wonderful memory provided to me by an organization that serves foster youth because for one, I didn't even realize that's what they were doing. I just knew I was in foster care and all these other children that were attending with me, I didn't realize that they were in foster care. At that moment in time, I'm thinking I'm the only one and so are my siblings because my siblings also attended. I did see other kids through that agency. So my foster agency, there were some foster parents, you know, they kind of form a friendship to some extent. And so their kids, I happen to see, there was one, two different girls that I got to see there. And I still wasn't putting the puzzle pieces together. Like, Hmm, we're, we're all in foster care. It was that cool. It, it wasn't like, Hey, I got to forget that I was in foster care. I w it wasn't being, I wasn't being reminded Oh yeah, that foster, that child. Yeah. Yeah. She's a foster kid. She's the new foster kid, foster, foster kid. Uh, that is something that plagued me for most of my youth. She's the foster kid at Royal family kids camp. I was just whoever the heck I wanted to be called. 
At that moment, it was my legal name, okay? I was Christina for a week. I wasn't the foster kid. I wasn't the new foster kid. It was nothing foster. I was just myself. And that stood with me forever. I got to reflect on, on moments like that. I get to reflect on the notes that I still have, the letters. And even that is a blessing because once you age out of the system, you're out. They ain't no game plan of, hey, let's get a storage. It's figure out a way how to, you know, put a roof over your head somehow magically. And the small amount of belongings that you may have with you, I don't know where they're going to go. So blast all around. During a time where I feel I'm down and out, feeling sorry for myself, you know, having those moments. And the darkness starts creeping in of either, you know, loneliness. I think for me, the biggest trigger is holidays. And we'll be speaking about that as the holidays come closer. It's not necessarily that I would feel lonely because I don't have family. It would be how people are asking, right? Like, oh, what are you going to do for 4th of July? Oh, nothing, just relax. But to me, it was more than that. Like, oh, nothing because who the heck am I going to do anything with? I have no family. I do not have a relationship with my family of origin and I don't have a, fam- a relationship to my last foster placement. So moments like that are very triggering for an individual who is experiencing that. When I would have those moments, it is these types of letters that I got to enjoy and these memories that I created with Royal Family Kids Camp that I could reflect on and enjoy and it would bring me happiness again. And I realized that I was so fortunate to even experience that week because when I was looking at the organization For the Children, they could be found at forthechildren.org. I was reading on their history and, you know, what they do, the programs that they offer, And I also follow them on Instagram. Their latest statistics showed their efforts only reach 5% of foster youth. That is so sad. And it's not because they don't want to serve them. Maybe there's too many kids and not enough volunteers. I don't know if they have to turn away applicants. I don't know what the process is. And Yes, my goal is to eventually interview them. Okay, I'm trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, as I'm trying to answer these questions for myself for today's episode, it just reminds me on how grateful I should be. I should be grateful because I experienced that. In hindsight, the home that I was living in at the time that I was going to this camp was not a healthy environment, okay? The foster agency was completely unaware, so I'm not putting blame on them. Neither did the foster, I mean, excuse me, neither did this Royal Family Kids Camp. Nobody knew. Heck, I didn't even know that I was in a environment where I would not thrive. I thought life was normal. This is how people live. Knowing that only they have this organization for the children has only reached 5% of youth who are currently experiencing foster care. It brings a lot of sadness to me. 
this is why I wanted to also start my podcast. When I came to the realization that I am not the only one, how many of these kids in foster care are assuming they're the only one? They're not the only one. How would their outlook in life would change if they had a mentor, perhaps a week at camp, not just with someone who wants to be a volunteer, but a person that also experienced the foster system themselves, adoption, kinship, that would go so much more further because I would assume that like myself, I didn't see any hope of um, wholeness, success that was very limited, if not unreachable. So for me to see an adult, heck, I couldn't even see past 10 years old. There was a moment in my life that I recall having a conversation with my best friend at the time. And I would say, can you imagine like what it would be to be 10 years old? You guys, I couldn't even think past being 10 years old. Don't ask me what I wanted to be. There was no aspiration there. Like I couldn't even, I, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, I went to school. I'm sure it was all cool. Like, oh, you know, teachers are cool. I did not aspire to be anyone. But when I went through that camp, I aspired to be a counselor one day. I aspired to give back to my community. I didn't even realize it was my community. I just knew I want to give back to other foster kids. And this is the best way that I'm able to do that. I'm able to create my podcast, provide my voice and my experiences to others who may be listening that are experiencing the foster care system are just barely out of the system. Maybe they experience the system, they're adults still struggling with certain aspects of their life because of the foster care system. These are all things that me being a 34 year old, I am barely hearing, just slowly trickling. We're finally getting those people out. And I'm saying be an open, former foster youth. If it is mentally okay for you to do that, it is also emotionally okay because for the longest time, it was really hard for me to do that. It was really hard for me to say, yes, I was former foster youth because for one, I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. That's the worst thing that you could do. Don't give me your pity. I don't need it. I could do that all on my own. I don't need your help. But the embarrassment I don't know, there was just a shame that came with it. But for the children, they created that memory for me not to feel that shame. Just the week. For me to forget that I was a foster kid. For me to forget that I didn't even have what I considered a family. On a piece of paper, I did not have a family. I was a ward of the court. I belonged to the stinking government. Okay. And that was something I understood very early on in life. I was aware. I was aware that I did not belong to anybody. For one week, Royal Family Kids Camp helped me forget that. I forgot that. And I'm able to reflect on those wonderful memories that 
I created at that camp and it was only possible because of volunteers. My friends, I'm encouraging you to get out of your comfort zone and to do your part, give back to your community. How does that look like? I don't know. As long as it is a positive way for you to give back, it is again, mentally okay for you to do that. And you're also in an emotional wellness for you to do that. There is nothing better than to hear someone tell you, I thought I was the only one specifically because you were once that person. With that being said, remember you matter, you are worthy and you do belong until next time. My friends, Hey there, my fellow overcomer. If you like today's episode or any of the content I provide on this podcast, I would appreciate it if you subscribed to this podcast as well as leaving a review. I'm also available via Instagram at the resilient imprint. Send me some messages. Tell me who you are and what brought you to this podcast. Thanks for listening.